Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4, Tucson AZ 85712. Or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. Screaming Chewy Show. Your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Tree Show. I'd like to welcome special guest, host of Within the Head of Fred podcast, Fred Carroll. How you doing, Fred? What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. The Screaming Chewy. Yeah. How'd you get that name? How do you get a name like Screaming Chewy? Uh, well, so my name is Jesus, but everybody calls me Chewy. It's like a Mexican nickname. Yeah. And um, I really couldn't come up with a name for my show. So, but my email, it's always been screamingchewy at gmail.com. Like since I was a teenager, it's one of those embarrassing emails. That's okay. I love it. <laughs> Screaming Chewy. And so, yeah, that, that's how I came up with it. <laughs> Great. I'm glad to be on the show with you. And sorry to hear about your father. I know it's a. Uh... So we don't bring the show down, the whole show down, but I just want to give my condolences to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, bro. No problem at all. I hope everybody's doing better with it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it sucks, you know, losing somebody, but, you know, sometimes it brings people together. You know, it gives brings you closer as a family, I think. Well, it does. And quality of life is more important than years, you know. Mm -hmm if he wasn't going to have the quality anymore, it didn't make much sense. And you said he was a great guy and a great father. I'm glad to hear about him. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, bro. No problem. So Fred, why don't you tell me about yourself, man? Tell me about your show. So, well, I am an author. That's what I, that's my full-time gig. I'm a, I've got nine books out. So you can find all those on Amazon, anybody shopping. 
for the holidays. I write all kinds of books, but I started podcasting just about three years ago. I started within the head of Fred. I'm currently on my third fucking co-host because I don't know if you, have you ever had a co-host? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Uh, I have commitment it's... issues. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, it's hard. It's hard to keep a co-host because I like, first of all, I like beautiful women. I like smart women. I like women. And <laughs> it just doesn't work. It Can't doesn't work. You. Well, every girl I've had has been married and their husbands get pissed off. So now I got a great co-host. Her name is Jennifer Field. If you guys go to my website, which is F-R-E-D-D-Heads.com. So Fred Heads, I spell Fred with two Ds. You could check her out. And um, she's a beautiful girl. She's smart. She's also an author. And she's pretty funny, too. Uh, I was listening to your latest episode and uh, you're talking about your Thanksgiving. She's like, yeah, I had 37 people over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. And she's she's green. She's only been in. She's only done like 18, 19 shows. And I knew I had her on as a guest. And within three days, I asked her to be my co-host. And now I'm not going to let go of her. I don't care if her fucking husband likes it or not. <laughs> I don't care. No, we get along great, and she's a fun girl. Yeah, we, that was a show we did. I also cross-promoted on that show with um, the guy from, what was his name now? No, I can't think of his name. See, that's how much we cross-promote. <laughs> right. So Within the Head of Fred started out as a, it's just me and my fuck, fucked up head, my thoughts, things that, from anything, from racism to sexism to uh, all the way, all through it and I could get myself in a lot of trouble really easy, but I also could get myself out of trouble really easy. So it's a gift, but the, we've recently switched the format of the show and we went more mainstream. We're trying to create a bigger show. So we need to, you know, appease more people. And we went to the interview route. We get serious about things. So our listener letters get very serious with abuse and stuff like that. Because I often talk about, I grew up, I was uh, sexually and physically abused as a child. So I talk oh. about it open on the show. That's and cool, it's, man. And it's created a great gift to others to feel free to call in or to write in and also talk about it. So, but we keep it fun too. Everything's fun. It's all about fun. If we could teach you through comedy, we do sex ed classes where we teach you sex moves. You know, we don't show them to you. I wish I could, but. <laughs> right, that'd be a whole different show. Yeah, be a great show. <laughs> I, I like that show. I don't care who's watching, as long as I'm participating. So, and that's about it. So that's my first podcast. My second one is called the Cinephiles Flashback, and it's same people, me and Jennifer, and we do a movie. We do one year, one movie, and one discussion. That's about a half-hour podcast, comes out every Wednesday. That's brand new. That used to be part of Within the Head of Fred, but it got so good, and we started getting all these movie stars and actresses and stuff. We decided to make it a separate. And then I have a third one that also comes out on Wednesday. So I got two on Wednesday, one on Saturday. My third one is Apostrophe's Writer Series, and that's specific to movie screenwriting and authors. And we just interview authors and writers and people like that. So 
that's about it on those. Man, you're a busy guy. I try to be. I don't got a wife and my kids are grown. So I can do whatever the fuck I want when I want. Hey, living it up, bro. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm single. <laughs> so any of those California bitches want to come my way, you send them. Oh, man. Those are the crazy ones, but it's the good crazy. Yeah, I don't care. I'll I'll take crazy. I've married crazy. I'll, I'll date it again. <laughs> you know, my homie uh, dated this crazy chick and uh, she tried to murder him. Like she literally chased him in our yard with her truck. And she hit my truck trying to run him over. And he still went back for pussy, right? He did, yes. (laughs) crazy pussy is the best pussy. Those crazy girls know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I had a friend who was with a girl who, when she was off her meds and stuff, she would, they would do whatever they did in their bedroom, house, wherever, whatever room. And then she'd like go out in the driveway with crayons and color. Just a whack job of a chick. Which she was, yeah, but she was smoking hot. So fucking pretty. He couldn't stay away from her. And listen, crazy just as attractive. And they'll do whatever you want in bed. You know, they ain't shy about it. No, they're not shy. And then they'll stab you, too. And <laughs> that's kind of exciting. You know, you never know when you're going to die. It's really living on the edge. Yeah, she did try to stab him, too. She He had a new Camaro, and she broke his windshield with a shovel. And the shovel broke. And so the stick was sharp and he was trying to stop her. And she tried to stab him with the broken shovel. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, you have to, these days, now that I'm older, I don't How old are you, Chewy? I'm, I'm 33. Yeah, you're a baby still. So I've got, I got a kid almost your age. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm 51. I had a daughter in high school and she's 32 now. So stay the fuck away from her. You married guy? Nope. Single yeah. guy. <laughs> fuck it. You could have her. I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll make another one. It'll look just like her. <laughs> you could have her. Oh, man. That's fucking hilarious. So you're in, you're in California. I'm in Connecticut. Our oh. weather weather is complete. Oh, no. You're in Arizona, you said. Uh-huh. Why, why do I always think you're in San Diego? You think it is that my um, Mexican racism coming out? <laughs> is there a lot of Mexicans over there? I've never been over there. In Connecticut? Well, I worked in construction for a long time, so I worked with a lot of Mexicans. Now, I can tell you this without getting too um, political. I'm not very political correct or anything. I cannot tell the difference. So I just say Spanish. I just say Spanish. I can't tell the difference between a Mexican, Puerto Rican, from Spain, um, Costa Rican. What is Is there a key for me to pay attention to? What could I pay attention to besides the dialect? Because I know the language changes. Um, besides the language, I know the food's different. <laughs> well, I like Mexican food. We got a lot of that. But I'm right near New York City, so I'm only about 45 minutes from down from Manhattan. So I'm not oh. too far away. I'm where Yale University is. So I think there's a lot of Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah, there. definitely. Yeah, I went to school with, I was one of three white kids in school. I learned how to run really quick. Man, Puerto Ricans are fucking hilarious, man. They'll be like, oh, yeah, mommy, hey. <laughs> They're fun. The girls are crazy. Some of the girls are just nuts from a dating perspective but boy they're 
all the anybody with Spanish in them of any sort tends to be more attractive to me. I like the darker skin, a, a little that built-in tan. I like that. Yeah, and um, you know they'll definitely stab you, but they also like cook you meals every day. Um, have your babies. Yeah, a lot of babies. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, they like they they like the fuck, and I I do too. Maybe I'm Mexican. I don't know. I might be. My parents don't talk to me, so they haven't told me much. And if you love Mexican food, I mean, might be a sign. Well, I do, but I don't like. I don't like spicy food too much. I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Hey, and that's why you never do anal with a Latino. Oh yeah, chick, you'll get spiced. Spicy stuff. And don't <laughs> lick their assholes. I get it. I got it. Yeah. It'll be like that show. So tell us, speaking of assholes, I, I heard, a, I read something on your thing. Can you please tell me, I need to know. The research done of why farts smell worse in the shower. You all right, please. So get this. Your underwear and clothing actually filter your fart. God, that makes sense. So when you're bare naked is stronger. And if you take a warm shower, heat rises. So it's going to lift that far up to your face. faster. So you waff it back into the. But I mean, you uh, you got to admit, your your own farts smell great, right? Oh hell no! But, at, at, <laughs> but you enjoy them as bad as they are. You, that's your scent. That's the chewy scent. You know, it's that's my signature. It's like a man. You know, it's just very manly. I, that's we had talked about this on my show. I have never farted in front of a girl before, ever. For real? Yeah. Well, not I a, have. You know, I never let it go. I'm very self-conscious about it. And I don't shit either when I'm with a girl. You know, I won't go into the bathroom. I'll, I'll hold that stuff in. What if you got the bubble goods like really bad? Oof, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet, but I've had some, you know, silent but deadly ones sneak out. But I try to <laughs> I try to make an excuse, like go to the kitchen and just let it loose and hope she doesn't go in and do the dishes or something. It's. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have I don't have a reason for it. I just don't do it. Maybe maybe it's self-conscious as a kid. Maybe I used to get my ass beat for farting. I don't know. I don't right. remember. <laughs> you know, I, I've done it, but not very often. It just like I had to fart really bad and she was my friend. So we're cool. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. I just let it rip. And then I blamed it on her. I'm like, did you just fart? She's like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't believe they fart. Women like to play that game. Like their shit don't stink and like they don't have to shit. They're, women are fucking scams overall with their high heels and, you know, makeup. Ma makeup. Yeah. How many times have you gone to sleep with a seven and woke up to a three? Oh, man. Sounds like a Friday night. Yeah, well, it, it I I I like numbers on girls. What kind of girl are you interested in, Chewy? Give me a give me a top 3 girl. Um, I really like blondes. Me too. But I'll take uh, you know, my standards are pretty low. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, big women, skinny women, I, I don't care, dude. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I I'm a 
I'm very picky and I'm very alone a lot because I'm a Connecticut five. That's what I call myself, a Connecticut five. I'm not great looking. I'm not hideous. I'm not dragging my knuckles. I'm, I'm not overweight. I'm not skinny. I'm just a boring fucking five. That's it. Hey, at least you're not a two, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but twos, the good thing about being a two, if you're a two, you get the fuck twos and it makes sense. I'm in that area now where I, I aim for the eights and sevens, but I keep getting stucks with the fours and threes, uh. you know, and, and then I can't, I don't know. It's very shallow of me. I'm a very shallow man, but I write good books. So people should go out and buy my books. They're on my website too, by the way, the books. So nice. they can find it there. So how long have you been podcasting? Uh, next month is going to be two years. Yeah. And you love it. Oh yeah, man. It's a love hate thing. I fucking hate editing. But I love doing it and meeting cool people. Yeah, well, I edit three a week, so and oh, bro. <laughs> and I use sound effects and commercials and all that stuff. And oh, it's such a pain in the ass. So tired of it. But I have gotten better at it lately. And uh hey, mate, maybe I'll get you some luck with the ladies, you know what I mean? Well, probably <laughs> not, because I don't go out, I don't leave, and then they hear me. Like if I'm on match.com, for instance, and I'm trying to pick up some chicks, they find out I got a podcast. The first thing they do is turn on my podcast and it's me talking about pussy. You know, they don't realize it's, <laughs> it's comedy. Nobody has a sense of humor anymore. Everybody's so politically correct and gets upset. You know, like I, I'm not a Trump guy. I don't know if you are or anything, No. but, but I, I don't care overall, you know, president is president, but I realize Trump people are the best people to pick on because they react, you know, that's very true. (laughs) They react, but they react. Some of them react with guns and that's not good. You know, (laughs) yeah, I could get myself shot or something or, and I don't want to die. Not yet. Yeah. I, I got a lot of friends that are Trump supporters and, um, you know, a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, I voted. And, and I'm like, they're like, why don't you vote? And I'm like, because I don't like either. I don't like Biden or Trump. And I don't believe in voting. It's like, it's corrupt. And they're like, oh, no, it's not. But now that Trump lost, now they're like, oh, it's corrupt. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> vote. I didn't vote either for president. Vote for the same reason. I wasn't. First of all, I live in Connecticut. Trump is never winning in Connecticut. We're a very democratic state. So my vote is fucking wasted. I'm not going to stand in line with a bunch of fucking assholes <laughs> and try to get run over by a fucking tank or whatever. Uh, it's it's stupid. But my daughter voted for her first time and I was proud of her for it because it's a, it is an American right to be able to vote. So if you love voting, get out and vote. But you also have the right not to vote. And they're both assholes. None of them give a fuck about us. They don't care about Chewy. Right. Yep. Very true. Because I'm assuming you're not rich enough nor poor enough for them to give a fuck. You fall right in the middle. So you pay all the bills for everyone. Exactly. You're a smart man. Yep. Oh, I'm not that smart, Chewy. I'm just opinionated. 
You know, I, I tell people it doesn't matter who's president, the poor is going to remain poor, the rich is going to remain rich. Yeah, That's, and it's supposed to. It's supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. That's the way the world now. But I want to be rich too. I'd like to be rich. Hey, what if you make that show, you know, showing sex moves, bro? That's you had a have a porn cast on Pornhub or something. Well, are you have you ever heard of this? I think it's called ASM. Have you ever heard of ASM? That sounds familiar. It's a uh, it's on YouTube. You can look it up. I think that's what it's called, the acronym for it. It's whispering. It's where they whisper scenarios. It's like porn talked spoken, but like in certain scenarios, like the girl is a doctor and she gives you a full exam and she's just sitting there whispering in the mic going, now I'm going to take your pants off. And it's all whisper. There's a girl. <laughs> what? Yeah. I never heard of that. It's huge, enormous. There's a girl that made $18 million on YouTube this year doing it. What She's, the fuck? Is she, is she naked or is she? No, just- no. It's all mental. It's, it's supposed to help you fall asleep. And of course, it's turned into this. Initially, it was just to have somebody to talk to. You know, I imagine it's a lot of guys living in their parents' basements whacking off to whispering girls <laughs> yeah you know but it's it's quite interesting you have to check it out i'll send you a link via facebook of yeah, one and you'll get hooked on it because the girls are hot don't don't let me i'm not gonna lie to you they're cute but they keep their clothes on this one particular girl at least i'm sure it goes further i just haven't explored because i'm busy did you just come across it or or did you hear about it and look it up? Well, I do a lot of audio work where I do a lot of audio books. I read books. So it kind of was thrown at me into my face. I can't whisper. Obviously, I got a deep voice. I'm not a whisperer. And my kids will tell you, I, I just yell. That's all I do. <laughs> but it's fun. You got to yell. You got to yell at your kid. Do you have kids, Chewie, or anything? Uh, no, not that I know of. I mean, I might have some in Mexico, but. Yeah, well, I... that's the way to do it. You, <laughs> you come you come here, find yourself a white girl, and you make more. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you just send half your money back home, and you're good. Where Did you ever live in Mexico? Did you live there? No, no. no I, I just go visit. So you're you're an American. Well, you said you vote, could have voted, so you're an, you were born mm-hmm. in America. What yep. about your family? Did they come over? No. Uh, bo- yeah, they came over. Legal or illegal? Well, my mom came legal, but my dad came illegal when he was like 13. He How'd he get here? He, he, um, he crossed the desert for like two days, and he said the border was like a little cattle fence, so it was like easy to cross. <laughs> yeah, different times. Now they got guys with guns. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to come here, though. Why would you want to? Mexico's up and coming. I know it's got a lot of its issues in Mexico, but they're an up and coming country. There's somebody you have to pay attention to because the one thing they have is what is needed, and that's cheap labor. That's how, that's how China became what they are today because people mm-hmm. go to, you know, it, cheap labor sounds like a horrible term for somebody, but it, it's, it's really not 
It's just somebody willing to go to work. That's what it turns into. Cheap labor turns into somebody that gets addicted to working. And the harder people work, the more money a country could make. Oh, wow. I never looked at it that way. I just thought of like little kids making iPhones. Well, they do, but (laughs) fuck. There's too many kids anyway in the world. Fuck, make my iPhone. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Just just pay them already those two cents a day. (laughs) Yeah. You know, how many kids? How many? uh, We need iPhones. Come on. Let's be realistic. We need the fucking phones. (laughs) People are going to hate me now. I like kids. Don't worry. I like them. It's okay. Those kids are being paid. It's fair. Yeah, it's well, having kids is very overrated. I will be tell you that it's an overrated job because you really don't get anything out of it. If you're really good, they're at your bedside when you're dying, if you're good. But the rest of it is just slow death. You're just dying, waiting for a phone call or waiting for them to borrow money that they never pay back. It sucks. And then you get, you know, I'll get myself in trouble here if they take it wrong. I have a gay son. My son is gay. I'm very proud of him. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's awesome. But he's not. I didn't get the fucking stereotypical gay. I didn't even get any of the fucking benefits of having a gay son. <laughs> like my I still dress like an asshole. He could have fucking did my outfits and stuff for me. My house was a fucking mess. He's a mess. He wasn't like one of those always cleaning type gays. He he was he's a fucking slob. He's gross. He's also he's not like those queer eye for the straight guy. Right. That's what I was told, you know. (laughs) And then when you work in construction and people find out you got a gay son, it you gotta learn to take a joke. You gotta learn. I, I've heard a lot of fuckery stories in construction, like like this guy, um, he used to f- spend a lot of time in the porta potty and because he didn't want to work, so everybody would be doing their stuff and he'd go in the bathroom. So they like backed the truck up into the door and like locked them in there. And, like, yeah, we've done all kinds of things with porta potties. Porta potties are the top. I mean, the smell in there is god fucking awful. Just god awful. It, uh, I I don't oh, miss it. I don't miss it. But you know, it's bad in like in Arizona. First of all, how hot is it where you are? On the summertime, it'd be like 110, 112. How do you fucking deal with that? Don't give me it's a dry heat either. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. It's a dry heat. Well, pretty much in the, the peak of summer, stay inside and get AC. Um, cause in the summertime, lots of people, they aren't familiar with the weather here. They'll go hiking and forget to take water and they fucking die. It happens every year. Well, that's just, (laughs) that's just eliminating the people that deserve to die. You know, like, why not just drink your own piss, like Bear Grylls or eat a cactus or some shit? Well, have you ever, have you ever tried your own piss? I never have, but if no. I did, it wouldn't be the morning one because that's the strongest. Not even by accident? Nope. No no backsplash or anything? 
No, I mean, I've almost came on my face. Yeah, well, listen, when your dick's that big and it's one inch from your lips, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. Don't tell me, Joey. I know how you're trying to do it. Uh, I just tell people I was trying yoga. Is there any stereotype out there? What do Mexican, you know, they say black guys have big cocks. Do Mexicans have big cocks? Is it a big cock nation? Um. I don't know, honestly. I've never heard of like a record-breaking cock. Um. <laughs> I bet. I bet you never thought when you started this podcast we'd be talking about record-breaking cock size. I like it. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. Well, how big is too big, though? There's a point where girls won't even go near your big cock because you're just ripping them to pieces. Fucking smash that cervix. <laughs> Yeah, well, smash more than that. So there's a point. And now I'm just an average guy. I would say I'm just average. You know, I'm about, I would say, three inches thick. No, not <laughs> not, not thick. I've, I've, heard, I've heard girls say that like six or seven is perfect. But of course, that's going to vary from girls. Yeah, well, they're saying that because you haven't fucking bought them dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're saying that, you know. As soon as you, as soon as they're done with you, and they realize you're fucking broke, they're they're telling their girlfriends his dick was small. Like we give a fuck. It's like they think we care if they come. <laughs> yeah, they don't realize we care if we come. That's it. <laughs> and what's funny is when they talk shit about it, it's like, well, you kept coming back. I mean, it's not a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so confusing. That's why my son's got it made. Being gay you know, isn't an easy road. It, it's a lot easier today than it was in my day. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist and man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. He, yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a, a publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S. And then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News.
but his, you know, if you date a guy the same size as you, you got an instant wardrobe, you could borrow his fucking clothes. I could hang out with you all day. I'm not going to fuck you, Tui. That's where I draw the line. Right. There's always a line. <laughs> There's a line. I, I ain't fucking you. I don't care what you put in my system. I am not fucking Chewy, especially the name. Do you make girls call you Chewy? Like, do they do they say, like, fuck me, Chewy? Fuck me? Yeah. Yep. That's that must be. You got to record that and get that on the show. Fuck me, Chewy. Put it on the intro of the podcast. <laughs> I guess. it. Well, what did you say your real name is? Your first name? Jesus or Jesus. Yeah, so nobody says, fuck me. Oh, that would be great. Fuck me, Jesus. Oh, that would be so, that would be hot. That would be hot if you, I'd call myself Jesus. Now, you're, that's one thing. You're Mexican, which means you're Catholic, correct? Uh, My family is, they tried raising me Catholic, but uh, I'm not very religious myself. See, I'm an atheist. So I'm a self-admitted atheist. I don't believe in any of it. I, I think it, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Um, but the whole point of me being an atheist is I had a grandmother who used to tell me if I was bad, I was going to go to hell. Okay. She would say, Freddie, you bad boy, you go to hell. You're going to be bad and you burn, burn, burn. Even at 12 years old, that made no fucking sense to me. I sat back and I thought about it and I said, so if I'm bad and the devil's bad, wouldn't he celebrate me and make it paradise for me? Right. <laughs> Why would he punish me for being bad if he's bad? It makes no sense. You're, you're right. You know, my parents tried raising me Catholic and I've always had questions they could never answer. Right. Like I'd be like, OK, so the Bible says if you don't believe Jesus Christ or accept him as your God. You're going to hell. You could be like you could be like the best person, nicest person. You're fucking Keanu Reeves, but if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're gonna go to hell. And I'm like, what about people in other countries that worship other gods? They're gonna go to hell just because they don't believe in Jesus. They probably never even heard of Jesus. Well, that's the point. Is there's, uh, I'm don't hold me to this number, but there's a roughly a hundred different religions, organized religions. Only one of them could be right. It's probably pieces. It's probably pieces of different ones that are right, but only one of them could be right, which means the difference between me and all those other religions is simply just one because everybody else is wrong too. They can't all be right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And And it's just that religion controls people. We need it. I'm all for religion. Otherwise, it'd be fucking chaos. Right now, there's a motherfucker out there with a gun, wants to kill his wife and five kids, but he thinks he's going to go to hell if he does it. And it's stopping him from doing it. And there's things going on that are much worse than that on top of it all. So they believe in God. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. Like, um, I'm agnostic. Like, I believe in God, but I don't believe in religion because it's man-made. And well, it's all about money, money, uh-huh. money, money. So, you know, I, I tell people I trust the church like I trust the government. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all a scam. But like you said, some people need it. You know, some people need hope. You know, some people have nothing out there and they need something. Well, and my parents are very religious and they're 
decent human beings, decent people, but I just can't get, I just can't wrap my head around it. And I'm just a, it's the same thing with this, the psychics and stuff like that. I have a psychic coming on my show, but I have to tell them that I'm a skeptic right from the, I'm skeptical about everything. I ask questions about everything, difficult questions. Oh, wow. How, how'd that go? Well, I didn't even do it yet. I didn't do the interview yet, but it's, I just know I have to tell them that I'm skeptic. You know, um, I've always been a skeptic, but I did have a psychic on my show, Artie Hoffman. And um, well, that's who I got. I got him coming on my show. He's a really cool guy. And honestly, he kind of convinced me, bro. Like, well, that's uh, what I'm afraid of. He called me the other night and he's he's asking me for my name and he's telling me these fucking things. And I told him, I said, listen, Artie, don't freak me the fuck out. I will drive him. He He's only in Philadelphia area. I said, I will drive in my car and I'll come down there. I'm not. Don't put a fucking ghost in my house. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> So, you know, fuck away. I know if my mother was here, she'd be giving me $20 bills because that's what she fucking did when she was alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where's the money, mom? Come on. You want to <laughs> fucking, you want me to believe in ghosts? Just yeah. now's the time, mama. Dr- yeah. Um. So uh, I was living with my homie at the time. Uh, right now I'm, I'm in the process of lo- moving back in with my mom because my dad passed away. Yeah. So she won't be alone in this house and I'm going to take over the bills. But I was living with my homie. I known him for 20 years. He was going through a divorce. And so I moved in with him. And, um, you know, typically typical bachelor pad, you know, we just ate fucking pizza and frozen dinners and party every weekend. But he was getting back together with his wife and she was moving back in. And that and I didn't tell anybody. And that weekend that I interviewed Artie, um, she was um, moving her stuff in, like her bed and rearranging everything in the house, yeah. you know, like grilling it up and organizing everything. Like, you know, it was cool. But, um, you know, and I was interviewing Artie and you know how on Zoom you could put a background like a green screen. Yeah. So you couldn't see what's behind me or what's in my house. And I was like, so Artie, for the skeptics, you know, why don't you tell me something about what's going on with me? And he's like, are you are you moving or rearranging your house? I see furniture being moved around. I was like, what the fuck, yo? Yeah, listen, I don't doubt that. He seems like a legitimate man. He really seems like a nice guy. But I have to be a skeptic because it, that's who I truly am. And I can't lie to him. I'm not going to go in and, you know, jerk him off and make him look like he's a hero when I don't even believe in it. So, but I'm open minded to it. That's cool. You're just being real. Yeah, that's all I can be. It, it makes no sense to have a podcast and fake it. Very you know? true. But yeah, he's he's a cool dude. Uh, let me let me know how that goes or when it, when the episode comes out. Yeah, man. it's actually so we're actually doing it. I could tell your listeners if they want to be a part of it. So we're actually doing it as a live event on Zoom. We're doing a Zoom live. It's called Apostrophes Writer Series Zoom Room Live. Artie's going to be in there, and we could have up to 100 people in the audience watching the interview. What? And and he will, I will open people up in the audience to get a free reading from him. 
Oh, dude, that's going to be fucking badass, dude. Yeah, it should be good, I hope. I could only hope. Wow, man. And um, so, I mean, obviously you love entertaining, but these three podcasts that you're running, did, did you plan on doing all three or the, it just came up? Like you just did one and you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try this. Well, I started in, because I'm an author, I own a marketing company that helps indie authors. You know, we design, I do videos. I make, basically they're movie trailers for books. So I make book trailers. I take your book and make a two minute video about it to help sell it. So I started talking to all these authors and then I said, you know what? I know so many authors. Why don't I start a podcast where I just interview them and let people learn about them and I'll make it a live event. So every time I do it, it's open to the public. They could come in and watch the interview. They could ask questions. And then I take the audio from that and mix it down and make it a podcast three days later. So you could see it live and then listen to it, or you could miss it live and still hear it. So that's smart. Yeah. And then I do, and then, like I told you, the, cine- the cinephiles flashback, I love movies. I'm a movie nut. I just love everything about movies. And that's how I started as a screenwriter before I was in writing novels. And I talk about movies all the time. So we started a segment called the 80s flashback. It was John Hughes reviews and stuff like that. And then it just started growing and growing. And I said, I got to make this a separate podcast. So we actually sit down, we record within the head of Fred, and that's usually an hour to an hour and a half long. And then we take a 10 minute break and we record the cinephiles. We do it. That's scripted, the cinephiles podcast. That's a scripted show. And we do that for a half hour. And then wow. the next day, I spend editing. So you do nice. it back to back. That's fucking, it's a lot of work, man. That's a bad lot. Ass. Every every Wednesday night, I record from 10 at night to about 1 in the morning. Holy shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I got so many on the schedule now. I actually got um, I got the kids tomorrow. I'm interviewing Scotty um, Schwartz. Have you have you talked oh, yeah. to Scott Schwartz? He's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the Christmas movie, right? Yeah. And, um... Christmas story and the toy. Uh-huh and stuff and i'm gonna bring him on tomorrow so i think he's wednesday's show i don't know i never know when i'm gonna put him out (laughs) and uh you know uh when you're talking about co-hosts you know because um sometimes i do interviews sometimes i do solo episodes and i have this segment called friday night funkery which is just me and my friends drinking and just bullshitting sometimes talk about serious topics sometimes not and lots of fuckery, and it could get really fucking explicit. But um, you know, I, my friend Lee, he had the idea of doing it because he he wanted to start a separate podcast. And but I'm like, yo, dude, but if we do it, you have to fucking commit, yo. Like, we gotta do it every week, every two weeks, whenever you have to commit. So I haven't, you know, we have we have different schedules and. So that's why I just keep it as a segment, but I would love to do another podcast, even it's, though 
that's the most important thing for anybody that's going to do a podcast is you have to, you don't have to be great every episode, but you have to release an episode every week. You have to bring something to the table because the minute you lose, you can't lose the listeners you got. You're only going to grow if you're consistent with content. And it's, and that's just marketing. It's just marketing in general. Right now there's way too many podcasts, way too many everybody's doing it because of quarantine and stuff. But mm-hmm. like you said, editing sucks. It isn't easy to make these sound good. And that's where the people quit. Yeah, you're right. And, and they, I, you know, I heard, a you know, pod fading, a lot of podcasts fade after seven episodes because people want to become Joe Rogan in their first episode. And they don't realize how much work it is, not only editing, but you have to market the shit out of it and keep coming up with content, keep releasing it. So people like realize that they're not going to be famous right away. And it's a lot more work than they thought. So they give up. Yeah, the, the chances it's same, same problem in writing books. Everybody says they're writing a book. Everybody's got a book and anybody could do it. But do they do it? The work is the hardest part because you got to realize when I write a book, I read that fucking book five times before you even know it exists. Just to edit and everything and the rewrites and stuff. I hate that fucking book before you even have a chance to love it. I can't (laughs) fucking. And then I got to go on shows and talk about it. And you got to all of a sudden you have to be a little narcissistic you know, you have to have a, a narcissistic value. And I just want to tell you that the New England Patriots are beating the piss out of your chargers. Well, they're not your chargers, but <laughs> I just think. What's the score? They just blocked the field goal to run it back. They are winning 28 to nothing. Ouch. Fuck. At, at halftime. At halftime, so it's no bueno. It's great. Don't speak <laughs> Spanish to me. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I should learn Spanish. I know the bad words, a lot of like, them. Like which ones? Which ones are your favorite? Oh, chocha, you know <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, now I can. I haven't been on the job site in so long. But when you, you know, when you work on a job site and you're around Spanish people all the time, you do pick up the language. You do hear, I guess it's an environment thing. Like if you hear somebody say hammer in Spanish enough as they're grabbing a hammer, you find yourself start doing it. You, you actually end up copying them. Do, do they do a lot of Coke? No. <laughs> Why? Is, is that a big thing with Mexico? It, it might be here in Arizona because we're here close to the border. Yeah, you get maybe it's easier to. You get. must get good coke there too. Oh it yeah, was, I used to love that shit. I'm too fat to do it now. I'll probably get a heart attack. Well, I and I'm too old <laughs> to do it now. But when I was, I grew up in the '80s and it was a hot commodity in the '80s. And I have no problem talking about my drug use because that's about as far as it went. And I'm not a big drinker, but boy, did I love cocaine. It just made me such a better person. And that's what it does. For real, for real. That's why I tell people, I'm like, did you like it? I'm like, I fucking loved it. <laughs> you just got to watch when you're, you can't fuck on it. 
you can't you can't fuck when you're on coke it's just no fun mm-hmm. and pussy don't taste the same when you're with that got, drip when you got the drips it's better than her having to drip though <laughs> <laughs> you don't want her dripping and that stuff is powerful man i remember when i first started doing it um like uh, you know you wait like 40 minutes or something and you do a little bit more but dude i was doing it like every 15 minutes and i was so fucking wired i was at a party i started getting all lightheaded and my heart's racing i'm all fucking sweating yo i feel like i'm gonna pass out and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna od and i laid on the couch and i was like god don't let me die please not like this you know, and I was like, I don't know, fucking 20 or 18. And I was like, please, God, just let me get through this. I'll never do it again. Yeah. Half hour later, I'm fucking doing it again. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've been through those. So I go to this concert, this um, heavy metal show. It's a festival every um, every May in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. So while I'm there, I do a lot of drinking with my friends you know, partying and in the parking lot and stuff, but we usually get an eight ball and split it. And all it does is turn 12 bears into 20. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what it does. It turns 12 bears into 20 and you feel like a fucking million dollars until Sunday, until the third day when your nose is all dry, you've drank <laughs> more beer than you ate food. You're all pale. And- and you're bumping into people. It's hot. It's you're sweaty. You're miserable. You got a little headache, but the only way to cure it is to drink water or beer. And it, it just, it's not a good, don't do it kids. If any kids are listening, save your money, get a real job, invest your money in cocaine, be the nice. dealer, be the dealer. That's who's making the money. Smart and that's man. a, and that is a message from within the head of Fred. Great advice. And you get m- more girls, too. Like, chicks that do that stuff, if you have it, oh, dude, you're going to yeah, get them. Well, that's what you do. You get, them, you get them a little taste. You get them a little hooked. And then once they start losing their teeth, you, you move on. <laughs> you get you a know, new one. <laughs> get a new one. It's just a rent-a-hoe. That's all. So, Great Chewy. Advice. Chewy, so before I end up leaving, going, I would like to know, since I've never met your father, never met him, but obviously I know you and you're my friend. Can you tell me one good story about your father so I feel like I know him? Oh, yeah. So my dad, he had a heavy Mexican accent. Like, um, instead of revenge, he would say revenge. Um, Revenge? Yeah. Or instead of Green Valley, Green Bali. And so I'd make fun of him instead of hey you, I'd be like, hey Jew. So it became like an inside joke. We'd call each other Jew, like hey Jew. And uh my dad he, actually earlier this year in February, he got his uh US uh citizenship. He studied hard and he got it. And I was like, Hey dad, now you're you're gonna become a Jew citizen. <laughs> and uh the ceremony for his um his uh, citizenship was at the Tucson Jewish Community Center. Oh, great. <laughs> great. That is great. He sounds like he was a nice man. I'm glad I, I'm glad you could talk about him and have it's nice to have those stories. And that's what living's all about 
is no matter how old you are, when it, your time comes, your time comes. It's promised to no one. But if you got some good stories to tell, that's what will keep him alive. Oh, yeah. He was a great dad. He loved his family. And, you know, I have awesome memories with him. Yeah. And that's all you need. You won't lose those. You didn't lose. You lost him physically, but you don't lose him mentally. Yep, for sure. Keep them alive in your memories. Yeah. And, you know, get your mom back out there. You think your mom's going to date? No, she's like 65. (laughs) What do you think? 65 year olds don't date? Let me tell you something. I worked in an elderly housing, a high end elderly housing out here, all millionaires. And these people were all in their 80s and 90s. They fucked like rabbits. No way. 80s and 90s, bro. Yeah, they don't care. They don't even care about their marriages anymore. They fuck (laughs) other people. (laughs) They would go from one room to the next, fuck the guy next door. They spread, do these statistics. You did your fart statistics. The elderly are the number one carriers of sexual diseases. Holy shit. I learned something today, bro. Because they don't have, they don't have the same cleanliness. You know, they don't have the, they're not shaving their bush and stuff. I mean, you're too young. You've never even seen a pussy with hair. Have you? Uh, When I was younger, nowadays it's pretty popular to be shaved. But when I was younger, there'd be some natural ones, not too bushy. Yeah. You, you didn't suffer like we suffered. We suffered through that. Like because, the 70s bush. <laughs> well, the 80s more than anything, but the girls wore the tightest fucking pants and they didn't stop. Their pants stopped at like belly button. So to get to third base, you would lose blood in half your arm because you'd be elbow deep <laughs> in these tight fucking pants trying to, you don't even know where you're going. Nobody teaches you anything at that age. You don't know where you're going and you're just tangling these hairs up in your fingers. I'm sure it wasn't pleasurable for them either. And now, you know, now these girls, their pants snap right on top of the clit. You could pretty much touch the button and you're touching their clit. It, it's this is, just, very true. this is how I think. This is where my mind goes. My mind usually travels there. I'm not as immature as people think. I could I kind of am eight different people. I'm up and down. Hey, that's great for conversation, man. You know, talk about yeah, I try, I, I try, and some of it's bullshit. You know, most of the shit I say is just bullshit. It's it's not gonna. I I have so much useless knowledge, absolutely useless. I'll never make a fucking penny on any of the information that I give you, ever. But it's interesting. I mean, I, I did not know old people spread diseases like that. <laughs> But um, so uh, hey Fred, it was amazing having you on, man. You're you're fucking hilarious, man. Well, thanks. I like how you speak your mind. You're not afraid, you know. Like a lot of people, they're you know they they kind of hold back. But I like I like your personality. You don't hold back. Yeah, I don't I don't hold back. And uh, so what, tell me, man. Uh, where can people find your shows, man? Your books. Yeah, well. So they can find within the head of Fred, we're available everywhere and I'll send you the link so you can put it in the show note. You could find the cinephiles flashback podcast, which is our new one. And that's on, you can find apostrophes writer series podcast and that's everywhere. So all three of them, you could find me on Facebook at Fred Carroll. That's with two D's, two R's, two L's. 
you could go to fredheads.com, which is F-R-E-D-D-H-E-A-D-S.com. And you could find everything about all my shows there. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming on, man. No problem. Thank you, Chewy. You have a good one, bro. You too. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find me at anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. There'll be three options for a monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes. And behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.